Today's sponsor is Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash recode and using the promo code recode. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, senior editor of technology at The Verge. And this is Too Embarrassed to Ask, a podcast that's all about making technology easier to understand and use. If you have questions about tech that you've been too embarrassed to ask, you have found the right podcast. We like to say that no question is a bad question, so send us yours. And submit your questions in advance by tweeting them to at Recode or to myself or to Lauren with the hashtag Too Embarrassed. Just send them to me. Send them only to Lauren. At Lauren Good, right? At Lauren with Good. E. With an E. With Kara an e. doesn't check. No. I mean, actually, she does. I see her I tweet do. storming them yes. all the night. But send uh, me your questions. In any case, it's too embarrassed, two R's and two S's. Embarrassed, as we always say, in case you cannot spell. Thank you. That's a tough word for some people, it's not apparently. Really. It's not a word hard for anybody. It is. I spotted spell. a typo this weekend on a did news you? website with did embarrassed you? spelled wrong. Yeah, I really oh, did. Not I thought, I know, because I have Kara's voice in my head. In any case, you can find all our past episodes on iTunes at iTunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask. And while you're there, leave us a review five stars five stars so i have a question yes. for you all right what year is it because right i'm going to tell you three things four okay. things all right that have come to my attention all this right. week come to your attention the first is yeah. there will be a train spotting two okay i think oh train spotting came out in like yeah, 1995 yeah, yeah. yeah. something like the that. the second is that temple of the dog is going on tour again do you Who remember temple no. of the dog no they were a spin-off band of pearl jam that had eddie all right. and chris cornell in all it. right if you say okay, so. so mid 90s we're talking all right about here. okay yeah high-waisted jeans are coming back i know i have many pairs still so i'm i'm always in fashion you held on to that i held on to i the mom applaud jeans. you for thank that. you thank you and then i have clogs still. all we've talked about so yes. far for the past Two days of this week, because uh, it is only Tuesday as we're taping this, Yeah, is Yahoo. Yes, Yahoo. The Yahoo. 90s. It's the 90s all okay. over again. It's not the 90s. Yahoo. It's got soul. It's a big deal. It got it's sold. Really it's the deal. end of an era. It's not the beginning of a new one, but it's the end of an era. Yes. The one of the most famous, iconic internet companies, the first real breakout star besides AOL, was Yahoo. And it got sold this uh, week for a song, essentially. We are going to spend this entire podcast talking about Yahoo. Yes. Because I feel that I cannot miss this very unique opportunity yes. to ask. I just said very unique, and that's one of your pet peeves. I wasn't going to say anything. I was horrified quite See, silently. See, Kara Swisher's voice is in my head. There's no such time. thing as very unique, everybody. I have the, the unique between, opportunity. Do you know the difference between its and its? I, of course I do. Okay, fine. Just yes. Checking. Go ahead. It's without, as, as anyway. In any case. In either case. I have the unique opportunity to ask the woman who has mm-hmm. been hiding in Yahoo's air vents for the yes, past I have. decade. Yes, yes, exactly. Decade. What is going I have been covering Yahoo since it went public. Oh wow! In the nineties. So that 90s. was ninety nine. What were you like fourteen? Was founded in ninety five, right? And somewhere around there. And yeah. then I think it went public before Google. It did. Right? Oh Google, yeah, long before Google, Google went public. No, it was in the hot company. Google was not not existing. Yahoo was a big deal way before Google was founded. We're going to talk all about this. And in fact, I have a really good story about that. If you ask me about Yahoo, helped Google become big. Okay, excellent story. We're going to get to that. Yes, and by the way, we are going to answer everybody's questions because a bunch of you sent in some really great questions. People love to talk about Yahoo. About Yahoo, no one uses it, but they love to talk about it. We only got one question from a millennial who said, Uh "What is Yahoo?" And I think he was very facetious, Eric Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, but okay. First, first. um, So, tell me about how you first started covering Yahoo. I want to start with. I was covering America Online. Which I lived in Washington, D.C. I worked for the Washington Post and I was writing about America Online. And America Online thought about buying Yahoo when it was a startup um, and was going to purchase it, essentially. It was, it was started as a directory. It, I think yet another 
hierarchical officious oracle. That's what Yahoo stands for. Yes, it's an acronym. Um, yeah, and so it was a directory. It was not a search engine. People think of it as a search engine, but it was a directory. And they actually had people, largely white geeky men, sitting there taking things off the beginnings of the internet and putting them in the directory and cla- by hand, classifying them by hand into this is a sports site, this is a business site. It was all, but and they had they had these surfers essentially that did that. And human people, human, a not bots. It was a directory, not bots. Because this was, was before Google had come up with this idea yes. of sending bots out to crawl the web and yes. bring all the information yes. back. Yes, because Yahoo did not have search. They later mm-hmm. bought a company, uh, Overture and others, that did search and search ads. But initially, they were not a search company. They were a directory of the internet to make it easier. Because you know, it was almost like a phone book of the internet essentially, but it was hand crafted. How many people were using it at the time? Uh, everyone on the early internet was because there wasn't much to do. I mean, you used to, you, to be able to search, to, to be able to organize the internet. I'm not saying search the internet was really hard. And so when it was first put up, and this seems like a long time ago, but it wasn't. It was the mid-1990s, early and mid-1990s. You know, you had the Mosaic browser and you had a way to get around the World Wide Web, which is what everybody called it, not, not the web, the World Wide Web. And you had to have a directory to help you do that. And there were several like it, but Yahoo was the one that really came through at the time. And so you were covering AOL, yeah. and then covering Yahoo became sort Ted of a natural, wanted to buy a natural segue. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then, I mean, you're, you're kind of fixated on Yahoo. Well, it was the it was really the first startup, like the first really mm-hmm. fantastic startup. Everyone had been covering Microsoft and chips and Intel and things like that, but nobody was covering this very nascent internet atmosphere that was growing this environment landscape. And there was Netscape, there was Yahoo, there was the beginnings of eBay, which was started by Pierre Omidyar. Mm-hmm. Amazon was very small. I remember meeting Jeff Bezos when he had just a dozen people up in a really crappy office in Seattle. So there wasn't much. So you could know about it really quickly. And Yahoo was sort of the, along with AOL, were the two power players, really. What was it like when you had to pitch stories to an editor oh, at the Washington it. Post. Well, at the Washington Post covering these services. Well, they wanted me to cover AOL. It was called digital services or I forget what they call online services. You know, nobody cared about it. Nobody thought it was a big deal. Nobody so did you have was... to like twist some arms in order to No, say it was my job. Is... I was mm-hmm. cuz AOL had started there. a lot of the early internet had started there because it was near something called May East, which was the one of the hubs of the internet which was when it before it was commercialized. Um, it was a government thing, and and then it was commercialized. And when it was commercialized, a lot of uh, services that would let you link to the internet. There was one called PSINet. There was a whole bunch of them that essentially they were ways to get on to the internet. And AOL was also located there because of it. So it started out as a directory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, it acquired search technology, became a search yep. engine. One of the first articles I did for the Wall Street Journal when I moved to the Wall Street Journal was of the surfers. I did. A, I spent the day with the surfers and wrote about what the, how they decided you know, where to put things. Mm-hmm. But it was all hand done. It was really fast. It was it's run by a woman, actually, which was unusual for the time. And But they, she managed all of them, and they literally sat in a dark room. And At what point did Yahoo become this place where people went for email, hot jobs, Well, it started to add things. It started right? to add become, things. Like, the so portal, it was run by right? Jerry Yang and Dave Filer were the, were the founders, but then it was run by a man named uh, Tim Kugel and Jeff Mallett. There were other executives there. And at some point when it started to grow, they brought in Terry Semmel because they thought of themselves as a media company. And they started to add different things. They bought up a search product. I forget that. I, I remember the party that they threw when they bought the search product. Did they buy Alta Vista? Alta, no, it wasn't Alta Vista. It was another one. I'm blanking. Anyway, um, the only reason, you know, the name had some sort of climbing thing into it because they had a climbing wall in the San Jose Hotel and you had to climb up the wall. And I still have a carabiner from that party. I know. It's like, you know what I mean? They they started adding things to it. And then Terry Semmel came in a little later and started focusing on media. 
you know, they started doing the media properties and all kinds of things. At one point, Yahoo had a TV show, a news TV show, where everybody was dressed in Gap clothes. I mean, they tried everything. It was really fascinating. But they it was would, just, it was on the internet? Yeah, yeah. No, was, they had a TV news show they were trying. Huh. Yep. Yep. Was their business model always ad-based? Yes, it was always ad-based. Okay. Yeah, you know, but they tried to add other things. The mail, they, you know, their first people, my Yahoo was the first personalized. I mean, I can't even think of the, the way it worked, but I mean, in terms of which came first. Um, but they, you know, they added in media, they added in mail, they added in personalization. They were the first company that did my, you know, the personalized Yahoo page, if you remember. And it was a port. It was the ear of the portal where that's where you went through the portal. And there was Excite actually yep. originally. I mean, I remember using it. Was it was lots. Not InfoSeek. Not as well as you probably did because you were co- actively yeah. covering it. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. My yeah. very rare experiences with Yahoo. Yeah. Okay. So then yeah. Google happens. Yes. Then Google happens. And, and how does happened? this change things? Google became the original search product on Yahoo. Before Yahoo had a search engine, they had Google. And so what was really interesting is there it would be Yahoo and then search powered by Google. It would be in the corner. Their little name, their little logo was there. And so Google got its initial users much the same way AOL got its initial users from Netscape browser. Google got its initial users from Yahoo. It was these it was a big deal and Yahoo owned a big piece of Google when it went public. People forget that and sold it too quickly actually fast. They sold it at a very low stock price. But they had a significant portion of Google when it went public. And they were the search engine on Yahoo because Yahoo didn't have that capability. And I remember being meeting Larry Page and Sergey, I guess, might have been there. And they had like this paper showing, it was white paper all around the edges of the room, showing the growth of Google on Yahoo, Google search on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. But it was Yahoo search, but it was powered by Google. And so you'd see this grow and grow, and you'd see it. They had it like, it was almost like crayons. I'm I'm recalling crayons. But they showed this search rising of Yahoo, Yahoo search, powered by Google. But then you started to see Google search for Google getting bigger than the Yahoo search powered by Google, whatever. They started their business on Yahoo, but the Google brand started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And Mm -hmm. I would follow it around the room. And even though Yahoo search was growing, powered by Google, Google search was getting bigger than that. And so I kept looking at it. You could visually see what was about to happen, which that Google was becoming a brand built on Yahoo's traffic. Did you have any inkling then that they would eclipse Yahoo? Oh, yes, because I looked at it because you you could see it. You could see what was happening, that Google was building a brand off of Yahoo's audience. And so I looked at it and I turned to Larry Page and I'm sure he doesn't remember this. And I said, do they know? And he said, no. And he knew what I was saying. Do they realize what they're doing? They're facilitating your success. And it had happened before. So I'd seen it happen with AOL and Netscape and others where they facilitated the success of other people's businesses and didn't realize the real business was AOL or, or Google. And I called up Sherry Yang right afterwards and I said, you need to get Google off of Yahoo right now or else buy it. I don't care. Just like you need to, like you need to move it. And he's like, oh, Carrie, you're so negative all the time. He always thinks I'm so negative. And I said, no, no, no. They're going to be enormous and you're going to, they're going to build. I've seen it happen. Like I was sort of, I felt like John the Baptist kind of thing. And he was like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, like, but they're going to be a big brand. And you could see that, you know, how much smarter they were and how much, how search was really where it was at, where it was going. At what point did Yahoo listen to that advice well or take when they realized say, they threw google off later and that was so around what year was all of this happening oh god this totally blind i was in silicon valley so it was somewhere in the 2000s somewhere in the early 2000s, early 2000s. and okay. you know it was after the AOL time warmer i don't remember in any case they bought a company that started to do search then they start they were the first ones that were doing search advertising they bought overture there was a big lawsuit between google 
and Yahoo about that. But Google had surpassed them in technology talent and really was, was you know, Yahoo was frittering around on the sides and Google was going right for search, which was the key part of where the internet was going. How did Yahoo fare in the dot-com bust? Fine. It was fine. It just was, you know, everybody liked Yahoo. It was very friendly. It went much more for consumers and media when, where Google went for technology and search. And obviously Google minted money once they got the search advertising going and really it became a real flywheel. And, you know, Yahoo was sort of doing all kinds of, they bought all kinds of companies. Like they got worried about video and they bought broadcast.com, video and audio and made Mark Cuban a billionaire, mm-hmm. but nobody else, you know, mm-hmm. essentially. They bought uh, another one. I'm blanking on the name of it. Ugh. They bought another. I, I kept writing about all these things. They kept buying and trying to add to it. And I think it really it was at the heart of their problem is they never knew what they were. They were everything. It was just it was sort of a catch-all. It was a portal, but it had all these. Yeah, different... and then they added different things. I mean, mm-hmm. when they when they when Mark Cuban became richer than Jerry Yang, and they it was fascinating to watch. What do you think to this day was the most successful area of Yahoo's products and services? Their media. I think they really did understand. Business. You know, their mm-hmm. sports, their finance, their you things consider like fantasy that. sports a part of their. Yes, media, absolutely. Financial it's media. News, it's media where it was that. going. Okay. I think they never stuck. You know, they never stuck to anything very clearly. Like they had a communication service, but it, they weren't WhatsApp. They had a. They could have been Snapchat. They they had Flickr. They had the best photo mm-hmm. service on the internet, but they didn't become Instagram. They were very early to a lot of things that they never took advantage of. It was always a question of execution and managerial talent. I think in a lot of ways, and a focus, a lack of focus. So take us quickly through the CEOs that we've seen. So we've many. Seen. Well, there was. The original ones, Jeffrey right. Mallet and uh, Tim Kugel. Then there was Terry Semmel, mm-hmm. uh, who during his uh, regime uh, did manage to buy the Alibaba stake, so which saved Yahoo uh, in its later years. So, you know, as it turns out, his was a very successful reign, even though he was moved along, as everyone is at Yahoo who runs it. And then Jerry Yang came in and okay. had a very not a great tenure. I, I like How long Jerry was personally. he there after he came back? How long was Jerry come? He was yeah. CEO for several years, I think. Okay. Um, not a successful CEO. And then came uh, Carol Bartz. Right. Carol, Remember? that's right. Carol. And then <laughs> Carol was, uh, after her was Scott Thompson. Scott, who left because he that lied was about his resume. Because yeah. of the resume gates. Resume gates. Yeah. And then was it Ross before Marissa? Ross was, there was a temporary Ross one in there somewhere. Tam, about. who was the CFO, I think. And then when Scott was thrown out, right. Ross was temporary and we thought Ross would become the CEO, had and a very Ro- big media bent. I was just going to say, and Ro- I remember Ross Levinson was all about media, media turning Yahoo into a media company. Probably was right. And got the ball rolling on hiring yep. some marquee names in mm-hmm. media and saying, mm-hmm. this is how we're going we're gonna to build Yahoo yeah. into, into this yeah. brand. Yeah. And then they didn't. He didn't do the ones Marissa did. Marissa did Katie Couric and oh, David okay. Koch. And okay. That wasn't Ross. And Paula, Paula um, Froelich. Yeah. Was another that one. was all Marissa. Mm-hmm. And then Marissa. And then Marissa. So how would you... Um, the last CEO of Yahoo. It's like the last monarch of England. Wow. Denmark, really. I mean, it's quite historical. Yeah. Who would you say was the best CEO in all of your years of covering Yahoo? Mm. I can say not. I, probably Terry Semmel. Probably in terms of making the deal that at least kept it going for a while by doing that Alibaba deal. Uh, he had some really smart executives, Dan Rosenzweig, Sue Decker, and others. And even though they didn't always do great in everything, they definitely, that Alibaba purchase was critical. And Jerry was critical to that too. Very close with Jack Ma um, and believed in him. Yahoo had tried to go into China, like a lot of people, eBay, and wasn't successful and smartly just bought a piece of the most promising startup there, which turned out to be the one that was a good bet. Do you think that Marissa Mayer could have saved Yahoo? Not her herself, but it was in a state it where... It was savable. It was savable, yes, absolutely. Yeah. How so? What could have been well, done? Well, look, it, it could have probably get, gotten sold for a higher amount of money, I suppose, rather than the money it got sold for. I think she had a lot of goodwill, first of all, if you remember when she came in, it was like, you know, parades and 
you know, symbols and fireworks. Uh, I think they had all that money from Alibaba, and they had all that money from as it grew and grew and grew. They had a real opportunity. Uh, there were several properties they could have bought. Uh, you know, at some point there was a possibility they could have bought Netflix. There was a period when Netflix was super weak. There was all kinds of directions they could have gone and gotten smaller and leaner and smarter, and she sort of blew it out. She decided to to swing for the fences, I guess, by doing all kinds of things. First, she went into media with all those hires of Katie Couric, who is actually does some great work on, on Yahoo, just gets lost in the sauce there. Mm-hmm. They didn't execute well on that. They did magazines. They tried magazines. Then they went into search. It's a product they called Project Index. They still haven't delivered yet. Even though they had gotten out of search, she wanted to get back into search. Mm-hmm. This idea around Mavens, which is a mobile video. I mean, they, they definitely, she was trying to shift it from a desktop-only service to a... Um, more mobile focus. Mobile focus. Yeah. But, you know, they Facebook did that quietly too. and deftly, and right. she went on and on loudly yeah. about it so and wasn't Yelp. successful. So did, yeah. There they were, just did it. There have been a lot of companies over the past five to seven years where people have said, they don't have a mobile strategy, and then, like then you they said, did. they just execute They had execute, and Yahoo and, talked about it a lot, mm-hmm. but didn't execute quite as much as they talked about it. How much of Yahoo's problems over the past few years do you think have been due to perception Rather than, I mean, I know for a while when Marissa yeah. was blame, acquiring blame the a bunch of companies, she was in a, a sense acquiring talent and right. getting, trying to get people excited, engineers excited, talent excited to work there again. Yeah. Um, I think that's I mean, a canard. I thought that was ridiculous. I, so you I, don't I think that written. was really effective. I I mean, think what is the perception? Here's how you build great products. That's how you succeed. If you build a great product or you buy a great product, people think you're, look at Facebook, right? Look, remember, you could be grandma's old Facebook if it wanted, you know, it could have easily gone that way. And it still could. But, it, you know, it kept itself fresh. It bought Instagram, it bought WhatsApp, it bought, it bought Oculus. Oculus yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then they also created some stuff. And look, they had a lot of dud products. Like, we could name all of the dud products of Facebook. Um, but yeah. at the same time, and Google they, goes spring cleaning every spring. Yeah, exactly. Shutters a whole but, bunch of but stuff. But they also come up with some on. good products, right? Exactly. Right? You know what I mean? And so and even Microsoft has has had some really innovative stuff going on mm-hmm. in lots of ways. And so I think the issue is when you have that many years of no great products, you know, do, redoing the weather app to make it prettier is not a great product. It's fine. And it, to me, it's I, I always call it table stakes. It's like when she added free iPhones and free food. I'm like, okay, table stakes, right? Lunch, so, lunch. Everyone already gets lunch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, you know, that, I think what's really hard, it is hard to do. There's now a meme going around saying it was impossible to fix. I don't think that was the case at all. And by the way, these people, all of them, not just Marissa Mayer, but all of them are paid enormous amounts of money. And then they throw up their hands and say it was too hard. I'm like, well, why did you take the money? Why did you say you could do it? Why did you, you know what I mean? Like, ultimately, yeah. I don't buy that. Right. Yeah. What is the phrase that you say when someone has ex- reached a point uh, level? In their it's, it's the um, yeah. You, everyone rises to the level of their, their incompetence. incompetence. That's you know. And is. I think one of the yep. things was they thought they would bring in this Google CEO, and then just because they worked at Google, they immediately could make things right. Well, Google was just an abnormally interesting place of talent all together at once. It doesn't mean if you pulled individual parts out that they could succeed. Although it's ironic that Tim Armstrong was also a Google executive at the same time Marissa was at Google. He's the, the head of AOL. Now, you could argue he made a mess of AOL when he first got there and he did all that, uh, what's the neighborhood thing he did? I can't remember. Patch. Patch. The news network. You know, he did a Mm -hmm. lot of crazy stuff. Then he did bought the Huffington Post. Interesting idea. He did a lot of good and bad things. And he got attacked by by a shareholder activist, Starboard Valley, the same one that attacked Yahoo. And he was smart. He sold off the patents. He cleaned it up. He brought the stock back up. He got rid of Patch. And then he sold it. It was really smart what he did. You know, he tried some things. It didn't work. And he was smart enough to know when to get out. Same thing with LinkedIn. I think Jeff Jeff was really smart, also a Yahoo executive, former Yahoo executive, you know, under Terry Semmel, smart enough to know when the jig was up, like that it was time to go. And so I think 
you know, you have to admire uh, Marissa Mayer for her ambition, but you have to not admire her for her ambition. It was misplaced. Right. So what was your favorite Yahoo product? Oh, I thought Yahoo, my Yahoo was brilliant at the time. No one was thinking of personalization. Yahoo really did introduce personalization to the internet. Was that like an about.me page? No, no, that Yahoo? was that was Tim what Armstrong. Was, that was later. Oh, yeah. I know. I know that was. Uh, it was yeah, my was Yahoo. What you did right? is you just could change little blocks on the page. It was super simple. It was super at the time. Um, so it was customization. Yes, it's of customization your, your of your page, experience. Your I think portal. that was a brilliant, brilliant idea. I thought it was very smart. It was very sticky. It kept people on Yahoo. You could make your page just the way you wanted. You know, it's not a paradigm we use now, but at the time, it was really smart. Very clever. Very I mean, now innovative. I think when you say something like it's personalized, yeah. people think it's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no. my Twitter handle. But it was. You could my, put your weather, you could put Snapchat your news, your, you had like, a pick. it was a pick and choose block Lego-like thing, mm-hmm. but it was fart. It was super, it was Actually, at the time. I remember that. At the time it was like, whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I can move this web page around. Yeah, right. It was super it was cool. cool. It was cool. It was cool. A super cool, compact like, computer. You know, the first time I've you got, got a phone, it was like, now you laugh at it because it right. looks like a, like a, like a brick. apps around. And yeah, right. Remember the original apps? Yes. You know, believe me, looking at apps in 10 years, you'll be like, what the hell? Were, what were we thinking? I had a Yahoo email account. Did you? Lots of people did. I did. Still, I had a, a lot of people still do. Account. And you want to hear something funny? When huh. we were in our last year of undergrad in mm-hmm. college, one of my housemates, she was one of the first people I knew who would openly admit to online dating. Like it was mm-hmm. still very taboo at the time. People didn't want to say that they were dating online. Yeah, Yahoo dating. And, and she was using Yahoo personals. Yeah, they and had I was that. like, Yahoo has everything. a personal section. They had everything. And they cars, had the cars section. They had hot jobs. I remember putting my resume in hot jobs. Too much. Too much. Not enough focus. There was there was a lot going on. Lack Yahoo, of focus. But I remember, and of course, a Tumblr. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Tumblr. Oh well, but no, Flickr. I mean, Flickr really. They was, bought it for a very small a, amount of money. Great, Twenty-five million dollars. Whose um, founder later went on to found Slack. Oh, that's right, Stuart. Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay, we should probably take a quick break because we should make some money. All right. In a minute, we're going to answer some questions from our readers and listeners about Yahoo. But first, today's show is brought to you by Bombas, the makers of game-changing socks that have to be felt to be believed. I own all of Lauren Good's Bombas socks, and I'm not going to let her feel them, but I'm perhaps I shall give them back. I keep telling her to give them, just no, give them away. Right. They're in a in bag. I'm enjoying the socks quite a bit. Athletic shoes have gotten a lot better in the past 20 years, but your socks have not. Bombas has spent two years developing socks. They spent two years, people. Put these on that are more comfortable, better fitting, and quality made. They sent several pairs of their socks to my office, and I like wearing them. They're made of long staple Pima-up cotton, which means these socks are warm in winter and cool in summer. And Bombas is a company that also believes in giving back. For every pair of socks they sell, they donate another pair to someone in need in the United States. On my behalf, they're going to give 250 pairs of socks to the Sanctuary, an emergency homeless shelter here in San Francisco, who will have really nice socks. So find out for yourself what makes these socks so great. Go to Bombas.com and get a 20% off your first order. Use the code ASK at checkout. If you don't love these socks, they will refund you. No questions asked. Go to bombas.com, that's B-O-M-B-A-S.com, and get 20% off your first order with the promo code ASK. This episode is also brought to you by Wonder Capital. Make that money, Kara. I'm making the money. You probably know someone who's installed solar panels in their home. I have solar panels in my home. Small and medium-sized businesses want to go solar too, but financing for commercial solar isn't easy to get. Wonder Capital is helping to solve the problem. It allows individuals to invest in their solar funds, which go directly to helping these small and medium-sized U.S. businesses go solar. Since the beginning of the year, Wonder has originated over $25 million worth of solar projects. While businesses pay their loans to Wonder, you receive monthly cash flows in the form of interest payments. Wonder Capital doesn't take any fees for investing your money. 
Two funds are available. The Wonder Income Fund returns 6% per year during a 10-year period, and the Wonder Bridge Fund returns 11% per year during a two-year period. These funds are asset-backed, the asset being the solar panel. Learn how you can begin earning up to 11% returns at wondercapital.com slash recode. That's W-U-N-D-E-R capital.com slash recode. I'm really glad you spelled that because I would have just, if I heard that, I would say wonder, like wonder bread. No. That's wonder. That's still wonder. Probably, if we did wonder.com, I bet it is wonder bread. And then you could order some of that really delicious bread. Hey, wonder bread, why don't you sponsor us? I like, <laughs> that would be good. I like wonder bread. <laughs> I'm not going to jump on wonder bread just because I live here in San Francisco with all the artisanal bread. We you have. should watch the uh, Michael Pollan series I do. on Netflix. Yes, where Flame he, and yeah, that yes, one. Yeah, yeah. Castigates white Too wonder bread. Bad. I like wonder bread. Because homemade bread and sourdough and all that stuff yeah, is blah, 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 blah. better. I like wonder bread. I'm old. I like wonder bread with fluff on it. How about that? <laughs> Has that for totally Cheese whiz. Yeah. They are the Yahoo of breads, okay? <laughs> it's getting back. So every week we ask our readers and listeners to send in their questions, comments, and, and complaints about tech topics. You can do that by tweeting us at hashtag too embarrassed. This week we asked our listeners for their questions about Yahoo and Verizon. We got a lot of people care about Yahoo even if they don't use it. It's a really fascinating conundrum. They really do. And I'm just going to say one thing really quickly, right. that yes. a lot of these questions, in fact, I think almost every single one was from a dude so ladies, Dude. we love you. Send in your questions in your as well. Questions. We want to answer them for All you. Right. All right. Well, how do you know? Jacob could be a woman's name, but go ahead. Move on. That's true. I'm making some assumptions here, but right. I'm going to go ahead and do that. You're probably okay. right. The first one is from uh, Jacob Catalano on Twitter. He's at JG Catalano. Are you related to Jordan Catalano? Because we need to talk. All right. Move along. All right. Why did Yahoo sell for $4.8 billion when their market cap is $36 billion? Oh, that's an easy one because they're stupid. No, actually, a lot of their market cap is made up in owning assets of Alibaba uh, in China and Yahoo Japan. They own a large stake in that, and they're worth – it makes up most of the market cap. They also have patents and also real estate. Some of the real estate went with AOL uh, and Verizon, and some of it stayed in this other company. They're calling it Nuco or Investco. They're going to, and they have things like uh, shares in Snapchat. Uh, she made some investments in Snapchat and some other companies. There's a Will I Am company in there. And so all this cash, Yahoo had $7.7 billion in cash also, which also adds to the market cap. And uh, it all goes in a separate company that's going to be a separate company, not called Yahoo. And then they'll eventually sell off, distribute the cash, and do different things. And so most of that $36 billion is in those assets. So Verizon did not actually acquire no, all no. of that. Nope. They only acquired the 4.8 billion, business. which is the core business the of The advertising Yahoo. business, some patents that have related to the business, and some real estate, but where Yahoo is headquartered in uh, Silicon Valley, Sunnyvale. There you go. Yeah. Uh, the next question is from Paul S. I'm pretty sure Paul's okay. Mm-hmm. Kara? Yes, agree? I okay. probably. Is Yahoo even relevant in today's tech world? Why is it such big news? I don't know. It is such big really? news. Really? I actually thought you were going to have a thoughtful explanation for <laughs> this. Know. Like it is relevant because, because I have it was made the first it interesting <laughs> by making it into the greatest soap opera of all time. Uh, no, I actually do think that's been the case. I think it's because it's an iconic brand. It is literally one of the first major brands of the internet. It is still incredibly well known. It is widely used. It has a big audience. It still does. It doesn't have the hot, techie, cool audience. It's not the Snapchat audience. It's not the young audience, but it's still used by a lot of people. So it is relevant to many people, Yahoo Mail, a lot of the Yahoo properties. Um, and it's big news because it's it, when something like that goes, it's a really yeah. big deal. It ushered in a new era. Ushered if you just think era. about 20 years ago, we, we were not 
using these tools. Mm -hmm. We were not, we didn't have smartphones. We weren't Mm -hmm. using all these apps and internet services and things like that. When you think about the transformation that has happened in our society over the past 20 years, this is representative of what, of all of that. AOL and Yahoo were the two companies that really did consumerize the internet. You know, years ago there was a, I have a, still have a foam finger from original uh, AOL that Bob Pittman came up with, who who now runs iHeartRadio. He was a president of AOL at one point. And he had, it was so easy to use, no wonder it's number one. (laughs) I know. But did it you was, include that anecdote in your book yes, about AOL? Kara, mm-hmm. yes. also, for those of you who don't know, wrote a yes, book about I AOL. I everything about AOL, sadly. But you never got a chance to write the Yahoo book. Yes, I'm not going to. And now? I turned it down. Well, there you go. You I just have to go to down. all things D and Recode. I've written enough. I'm going to um, write the Lauren the, Good biography. The next question. Oh, yeah. it's it's a juicy one. Not really. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah if you want to fall asleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ariana would tell you, read Ariana, the Lauren Good uh, book. You will Lauren sleep. Go, hello, you will baby. go right Speaking to sleep. Which, Ariana works for AOL. Hello. <laughs> That's right. I called you her. Do Are you going to take a Yahoo? Said, no, I'm going to have the Huffington Post, darling. That was good, huh? That's that really so good. good. I'm telling you. That was Hello, so baby. That's what she says whenever I answer <laughs> I hope phone. Ariana listens to this. Hello, baby. <laughs> Ariana listens to this to go to sleep at yes. night. Yes. Um, okay, the next question is from Sahil yeah. Bala. Uh, it's uh, at I am Sahil Bala on Twitter. What's the one reason Yahoo refused Microsoft in 2008 and was Yahoo relevant back then? Uh, it was. Obviously, my, Microsoft wanted to buy it. It wanted to double down in search and, and for competing a pretty against big fee. For a big fee. Right? It was a $45 billion. Yeah. But it also included the Alibaba stake, which was kind of interesting. The thing is, Alibaba wasn't worth that much then. So that was mostly for the core business. It really was. You know, Alibaba was worth $10 billion then or some, some smaller amount of money than it's worth today overall, the entire company. And so... Uh, you know, the people who didn't sell it have told me since then they have a lot of excuses. They probably most people think they were stupid not to sell. Mm-hmm. And I like the people who didn't sell, but many people think it was a dumb move that they didn't sell. They felt there wasn't a breakup fee. There was worries that it would go through or not, whether C. Bomber was very serious. But I think he was. It was a really ugly fight for a long, long time. It was a proxy fight. There's all kinds of stuff that went on. And I think it's one of the things that led to their demise, that fight. They didn't want to sell. The, one of the founders, David Philo, was not into selling. It wasn't quite enough money. You know, there's a lot of deals like that. Sometimes they turn out well. Facebook didn't sell to Yahoo, to mm-hmm. Terry Semmel, because he dropped the price. And it made Mark Zuckerberg mad. Well, that was a really good price drop for Mark Zuckerberg because then he could refuse it. And right. went on to Even be something There's, to there's a million with. stories like that. And there's a million stories where they don't sell it and it turns out badly. Was Yahoo relevant yes. back then in Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. The next question is from at Will Robertson. Will Verizon look to sell off parts of Yahoo post-acquisition? Examples, Flickr, Weather, Tumblr. And then there was a follow-up question from David Mobile, who also asks, well, first he said enthusiastically, Lauren, I have like 500 questions. Mm-hmm. David, thank you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for sending them in. What will Verizon do with Tumblr and Flickr? That's a good question. I don't know. I think they'll probably keep it. They, they want to do, as Tim Armstrong described to me, it's a multi-brand strategy on a common platform. That's his So multi-brand thing. makes you think Huffington multiple Post, brands. Flickr, well, anything that can right. sell advertising or sell in some advertising sense, why wouldn't they hold on to popular things? Flickr's because been through the ringer. Big picture here, which yeah. no one has actually asked yet, right. but like what this really comes down to is this is an ad play. Ad this play. is just like yep. it was Verizon mm-hmm. buying AOL. Yep. They're buying... Not just yeah, ad, ad tech. Ad, ad, tech. ad, ad technology. Ad, tech. ad and ad tech, yeah. And they have some very good, uh, you know, I think their concept is, look, Google and Facebook are dominating all of digital ad technology and digital ads. Is there another way? Can we do it through media? And neither Facebook nor uh, Google really have media per se, like media properties. And these are media properties. So it's, and they also, they're going to be a friend to publishers. You know, people don't trust Google and uh, Facebook so much because they're going to be killed by Google and Facebook. And so there's AOL and there's Twitter, Mm -hmm. you know, which will probably be sold next. 
Casey Wagner asks, what job cuts do you see happening in the consolidation? What happens to the long rumored mobile yes, search index. project? Project index. Yes. Um, I think Tim, again, I asked him this and, and he answered and he doesn't see that synergies were the key driver here, but they're going to make cuts, obviously, across the advertising stuff around the technology. They're going to make cuts. And he's very clear about making cuts when he does. So Marissa tried to make cuts quietly. I think that's why a lot of, she lost a lot of credibility within the company because she was laying people off secretly, essentially. She well, she had created she would, this new quarter, this review yeah, process that was onerous, was just, right? Yeah, and then, people just thought it was a way to lay people off mm-hmm. in a sneaky way. She would disagree, but I think a lot of people felt that. I think that the Mobile Search Project Index, they put a lot of money behind it, a lot of people, run by a very smart engineer named Enrique Torres. I don't know. I don't think AOL will commit itself or Verizon to search. I mean, why would you do that in this era? First of all, search is changing so drastically. This is a mobile search product, but it's still... I, I, yeah, it's, you're really behind the curve at this really point. Everyone's focused on AI at this point yeah. and how search I you know, data it. is going to power... I see that finish. I think that's... Artificial intelligence. I think that's not going to happen. All right. There you go, Casey They'll Wagner. just eat it. They'll just eat it. Verizon can afford it. Should it be worrisome at all that Verizon is yes. buying up all these web properties? Well, this is my be question. The Comcast Hi, this is a elements. question from Matt Lauren Good. <laughs> That's well, the same thing with Comcast. Like they have all this data on you. Like all these companies, all these distribution companies have data on you, and so you know they don't have a choice. These Verizons, Comcast, AT and T's, they need to own content, and 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 they're facing up against the Googles and the Facebooks of the world and the Amazons. So they have to get uh, differentiated. I don't see there's a choice. Where content you- is king. No, it's sort of a minor data royal is figure. King. Data is king. Data they get from it's you a using content, content is, is a king. Content is The duchess. Uh, content is a duchess. Mandar LeMay asks, I used Yahoo Mail for all of my accounts. Should I be worried? What about Well, Mandar, I don't know. I don't know if this it's is like a Yahoo privacy Mail's implication. Yahoo had a lot of issues or, last year. I wrote um, about it a lot, uh, about Yahoo Mail technology issues. No, it'll continue. Mail will continue. It'll be I mean, you may want to consider upgrading just because it's maybe time to usher in a new era of email. But um, I think they'll be just, I think they know how to do mail at at AOL and also Verizon. I think it's not, it's not going to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. The next is from Edie Jones. Oh, this might be Edie is a a female. Yay. Thank you for sending in a question, Edie, um, at EDJ on Twitter. Where do you see Mayor landing after being shown the inevitable door? Is it a break for, quote unquote, family time? Well, she's very wealthy. She's very wealthy from Google and from investments she's made and from this. She's made a lot of money from working at Yahoo. I, you know, she, uh, Silicon Valley is very forgiving. There's a meme that she couldn't, that she tried her best. That's going to be the new meme. And Elle will be forgiven and then she'll be able to do something else. I think there's not, uh, failure is very easy to forgive in Silicon Valley. Um, and I think, you know, she's very adept at press. And so I think she'll probably be just fine. Mm-hmm. Do not worry for Marissa Mayer or any well, executive in Silicon Valley that gets fired or doesn't succeed. If you, had to, if you had to pick uh, a company or a couple of companies right now where you could actually see her being a good fit, someplace to go, what would you I think she'll probably be a VC. She thought about it. I think before she almost went to be a VC, from what I understand, from people told me. Um, I don't know. I think she'll probably remain. She's an active investor, angel investor. I doubt she'll take a CEO job anytime soon. But, you know, she's a very competitive person, so maybe – Maybe she'll show us. I don't know. All right. She doesn't speak to me. We shall see. I know. You haven't gotten invites to her parties over the years, mm-hmm. huh? I used to. <laughs> I used to. <laughs> I used to. They were nice parties. I'm sorry I didn't get invited to the new ones. I, I can't I po- to possibly to imagine why one. you would be off the list. I was on the list, and then I was <laughs> off the list. This is the, this is the negative part of being 
a reporter. But I don't care, actually. Well, that's the thing. You can't care. really care. If you care. if you care about getting invited to the parties and people liking you, you don't become a reporter. No, you that's don't. That's what it comes down they, to. Although I do get invited to more parties than I should be invited to. And you're, you're like a tech liberty now. Tech liberty? Is that what I am? A tech liberty? I used that word earlier today, and I was told never, <laughs> never used it. That sounds weird. It sounds like a weird <laughs> Eric is disease. No, I have tech liberty. <laughs> a lot of people here have tech it's liberty. It's like being famous in, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I like Pittsburgh. Anyway. Um, this is from, this is a great question. Mm-hmm. It's from Baran Urkel. Uh, I th- hope I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> Kara, what will you do with all of the newfound free time? And then as a follow-up, Pokemon? Pokemon never. Mark. Pokemon, get the fuck away. <laughs> you know that's my policy on Pokemon. I have not cracked open that thing, and I'm not going to wander around staring at my phone searching for fake things. But what will you do with all of your newfound free time aside um, from joining me in my podcast? Oh, besides well, the podcast. podcast. You know, there's other companies. Uh, Twitter. I'm going to turn my attention to Twitter. Apple. I think they're going to be going through some hard times. I think Apple is a really great company to start. And they're secretive, and I like that, and I can get into the vents there. And I have a <laughs> feeling they're a little more leaky than they used to be. Do you know what I mean? They used the to be vents like, or the company? It was like, it, was like, <laughs> it was like the prison you couldn't break into, right? Yes. Now I think you can. Things have changed. I think Things I can get in there. In I think, hey, Tim Cook, get and, ready uh, now. <laughs> um, and Twitter. I'm going to look at Twitter because I really love Twitter. As you know, I love to use Twitter and I love it as a product, but it's really got some issues as a um, company. And at the same time, some really cool things they're doing around live sports. I think that's pretty neat. And I've always – I enjoy a – they're not much sports of a challenge. Ball. They're the leakiest – Civ. Twitter is. Twitter is literally the leakiest Civ on earth. I know. Jack, Sorry, Natalie Karras, but that's the case. <laughs> I used to work at Apple. She's like, ah! Kara is she referring to their new like, top ah! PR person who She's just joined. She's not used to it. She's used to like things being locked things down. Things being locked down. Yeah. Nothing Yeah, if you crawled down. into those air vents at Apple, you were never coming <laughs> no, back never out. never coming back out at Twitter. You can walk in and out just like that. In fact, I, I, let's go have lunch over there. I don't think they'll stop us. <laughs> You know, just they do there. have that fancy market do. Down, right downstairs. No, but upstairs, I bet we can get upstairs. <laughs> you know, like I used to do that. I used to stop at companies and have lunch sometimes. Really? Did anyone ever kick you out? No. But now that I'm a tech liberty, tech liberty. <laughs> now people stop. But beforehand, when no, you were a tech actually. liberty, would they I, kick they you do. out? I actually go outside. What would and they say? Here in, in in San Francisco, always stop me on the streets. Well, you know what's funny too is I I mean sometimes you have real life friends mm-hmm. like legitimate friends not sources yeah. or poke yeah. friends and yeah. things like that that will invite you to lunch at their company yeah. and you're like it's just going to create such a it headache does create for you havoc. I, I, I don't Facebook I'm not going to do that happened. to you had, thank you like, for many the invite people come up to me they like Rico they're not just like me they like Rico they think Rico's good they're, they like Lauren Good they ask me about all the characters here at Rico. all the characters yeah. how's that Lauren Good <laughs> and what do you say she's a horrible demon. <laughs> She's horrible nice. human being. She's terrible. Seems nice. She seems nice. Anyway, I have not I have tons of things to do. This podcast, we're doing video things. There's there's always an interesting story. Elon Musk alone, I could devote my entire life I to know. him and, and do very well. Pokemon, but not Pokemon. Elon Musk is just like the escapist fantasy we all need right now in these tr- terribly yes. trying. You know, I covered times. Elon Musk when he was a nobody. When he was, when he at, was X. at a zip.com. No, oh, a, oh, no, X.com. X.com. X.com was what became PayPal. Essentially. Well, he merged it. They used they to be merged rivals, it. but I met yeah. him when he was a young nothing. That's right. It didn't become PayPal. They were rivals, and then they bought them. But they weren't they keeping the two brands distinct for a while, and then and then X.com became PayPal. Yeah, and then they all fought with each other and warred and became wealthy. Peter Thiel was there. Was that the company that he was um, he was ousted from while he was flying to his honeymoon or something like that? Didn't seem to hurt him, did it? (laughs) Didn't seem to slow him down. No, no. You know, he was interesting. He wasn't now. He's sort of legendary, sort of occupying the Steve Jobs visionary territory that. Silicon Valley likes to have, and probably justifiably so. Um, yeah. And uh, but at the time, he just was uh, making a product to pay 
to pay for shoes. I like that he thinks big picture. He does. He didn't then. He didn't then. But he, now he, does. he didn't then. You're no, saying no. Well, I mean, it seemed as though he had some interesting thoughts about the way that payments were going to work on, yeah, on the internet. A, it was just a way to pay for things. Like banking. eBay. I actually saved a quote but from his master plan on my desktop. Yeah. And I'm not really, you know, a fangirl. Mm-hmm. Um, nor do I really cover Tesla or. Yeah. Um, or SpaceX, but I, I mean, I follow it as someone who's very interested mm-hmm. in technology. And I loved this quote from his master plan. This new one. This yeah, week. the most yeah. recent one that was announced, uh, that was released mm-hmm. last week. He said, the main reason was to explain how our actions fit into a larger picture so they would be, seem less random. The point of all this was and remains accelerating the advent of sustainable energy so that we can imagine far into the future and life is still good. That's what sustainable means. It's not some silly hippie thing. It matters for everyone. And yeah. I really liked that. I thought, yeah. when's the last time you imagined far into the future and you could picture life is still being he good? He's a very interesting thinker. We had a great interview with Met Code and mm-hmm. that was fascinating until he ended the whole thing by saying we're all in a video game. Yeah, we're all living in a simulation. simulation. Yeah, this is a simulation right he was now. He just fucking with us, though, wasn't he? Just fucking Oh, I mean, at some point, you see this, like, wry little smile. No, I think he believes it. No, a lot of no, this... Uh, oh, trust me. I have been approached by many Silicon Valley people of big name who have been telling me we're in a simulation for years now. Who's controlling the simulation? Future technologists. Wow. I know. This is so no, meta right yeah, now. But I don't believe it because I would be taller if it was a simulation. No, why, you would, I would be why taller. would you be taller? I'd just be taller. because? Just because be like... Just because it's a binary thing and there would be like a set of code that would make you taller. I would have a much better. Yeah. And, and, you know, I would, I would be Mm -hmm. a supermodel and a PhD. This is real life. And we're about, and then we have this horrible election (laughs) happening. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, Elon Musk is just, even if he constantly misses his deadlines and you're like, he still hasn't introduced this battery changing robot thing. And, and, you know, half of the stuff he's talking about may not ever come to fruition. You have to, I think people are really embracing someone who's dreaming big right now in a oh, time when the future listen, seems so I, bleak. I always say Silicon Valley has big minds chasing small ideas. I say that a lot. And mm-hmm. I think he's a big mind chasing a big idea. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. A lot of people are too. There's a lot of food stuff. There's a lot of energy stuff. I think we're getting into a frivolous and serious era at the same time. As our so, politics becomes more frivolous and ridiculous. Uh, and by the time this podcast publishes, the, the both conventions will be over. Yes, thank God. I hope we will have recovered. I don't think so. And by the way, this podcast, we are taping this on a Tuesday and it's airing on a Friday. So we, there may be more news about Yahoo and Verizon and things may come out that we, no. we haven't learned yet. And Kara's like, I know them all. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no. Nothing. Uh, Nothing but thank you for answering way. all the no questions. No problem. I'm going to keep covering Yahoo. So basically, Yahoo, Poor Tim, Tim Cook. Cook. Yeah. Jack Dorsey and right. Elon Musk, watch out. Watch, uh, not watch out. Watch you out. Know, I mean, I'm Check just, your you know, events. Um, I am going to cover Yahoo. I told Tim, who is now, I'm now allowed to talk to Yahoo people now again. Uh, I wasn't under the Marissa Mayer era, but Tim, is. he said, uh, he, he wrote me a note. He said, I, I can't believe they didn't talk to you. They get so much more pain for doing that. And part of it's pleasurable, even though it's painful. And I said, get ready for some pleasurable pain. Then it got into a weird situation about that. But I think, you know, he, he's really, he's a good person to cover because he t- can take it. You know, criticism and stuff like that. So it'll be fun. And Ariana is there, too. <laughs> Should you do the whole outro? No, in no. Voice? It's been another great episode of Too Embarrassed this to Ask. This is uncanny. I know. Isn't it good? It's I really good. I spent way too much time with I could do a lot of voice. I could do yours. I'm going to practice yours. Go ahead, Lauren. All right. Wait, you're going to practice my voice? Yes, I will. I'll get oh, to it. Oh, God. Well, everybody, if you enjoyed the episode as much as I did, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Too Embarrassed to Ask. 
And subscribing is great. You'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. That is iTunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask. Or you can also subscribe on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, or you can listen to every episode at recode.net slash podcasts. And while you're there, you should check out our other podcasts. I'm going to do it in Ariana voice. Like <laughs> Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and Recode Media with Peter Kafka. <laughs> Such a lovely man. The Verge also, ha- I'm going to do a Kara voice. Yeah, The Verge also has some great podcasts for your listening pleasure. <laughs> Walt and Neil I host Control. Walt Lee. Ooh, what a name. Neil I also usually hosts The Verge cast. Never listened to it. Chris Plant hosts I What's Tech. Too. Who is Chris Plant? And Liz Lopato and Emily Yoshida host Verge ESP. Oh, good. The Verge has two girls. Yeah, two girls. That's, That's how Kara nice. would read that. Yes, it's true. I was just thinking that. Yay, women. Um, don't forget your questions ahead of time to at Recode with the hashtag too embarrassed. Thanks for listening, and thanks again to our sponsors, Casper, Bombas, and Wonder Capital. Thanks also to Digital Media, which distributes this show. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions that you've been too embarrassed to ask. Tune in then.